My name is Nate Phillips, and I am the champion of J.I.W. After our debut episode of season four took the world by storm, the high, yeah, that's right, the highest rated premiere in J.I.C.N. history, and it's all because of me, and this is my confidant, the man closest to me. Hit him with a little bit of that bubbly buckles. Check us out on Journey Into Wrestling, where the podfather and I run down everything from the bingo halls to the brightest delights. If it's in between the ropes, it's on Journey Into Wrestling. Every other Wednesday on the Journey Into Comics Network. What on earth is that? It's a Journey into Comics Network production! Tell me something, my friend. You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? What? I always ask that of all my prey. I just like the sound of it. Brought to you by the power of the Journey into Comics Network. This is the Journey Into Comics Podcast, the show that's 100% dedicated to everything nerd. With your hosts, the Podfather, Nate Phillips, the Podmaster, Brandon Stone, and the Journey Into Comics Network stepdad, Tyler McLaughlin. Time to make the Jimmy Chunks. Hey! Excellent! Finally. What did you do? And here we go. Can somebody tell me what kind of a world we live in where a man dressed up as a bat gets all of my press? This town needs an enema. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of Journey into Comics. It's Journey into Comics 315. I am your host, Nate. Today joining me, as always, he is the Bill S. Preston Esquire to my Ted Theodore Logan. Where the wow? Welcome back to the show yet again, Brando. How is it? Be excellent to each other. Station. Station. <laughs> Party on. You know what I'm dudes. saying? I am totally stationary right now. Oh, <laughs> I, I see what you. you did there. No, uh, we are recording this on Friday night, so if, if there's any major news that happened on Saturday and Sunday, we are not talking about that, obviously. But because it's like you know, getting in the evening, I'm going to try and, and ramp it up in my energy a little bit. I'm kind of running on empty. It's been a long day, trying day, as adults t- tend to have in 2020, so... It's hard enough living out in these streets like a real gangster in life. Like 2020, I don't know what I'm saying here, Brian. No, you don't. But like, you don't know what you're saying at all. 2020 is fucking bullshit. That's what I'm saying. It's been an absolute uh, whirlwind of a year. Just a shit show. An absolute shit show. Yeah. I was, uh, I was, I was standing in line at the dispensary the other day, and. Uh, the the security guard was like kind of sitting there doing his own thing and i was kind of pissed off at him honestly because he didn't have his mask on correctly and i wanted to say something i was like you have a gun on the side of your fucking 
like hip. I'm not going to say anything to you about how you choose to not wear your mask properly, you shit. So uh, we were kind of like, we started like kind of shooting the shit or whatever. And I was like, man, like 2020, just fucking throw it in the dumpster. And he's like, yeah, where can we just hit the restart button and try this all again? I was like, no, no, no. I don't want to go through 2020 again. Fuck that. Just get me past it. No, just get me through it. I don't want to just like skip the chapter in. Just like you skipped uh, a a good few seconds of the show as you completely froze. Oh, well, I'm here again. I froze for a second and had to fake bullshit thinking that you think. So I stayed kind of stationary but i was like oh he's not actually saying words right now so no no uh we're so we're experiencing um some internet connection stuff just like you do again in 2020 and you listen to any podcast there's going to be internet connection issues somewhere along the line also my background's a bit different i'm actually in the new little office area we have set up to do some late night podcasting i used to be able to do some awesome late night podcasting back in my game room and then we had a second kid, and we the baby sleeps back there uh, to keep him away from the latter general area of the house. That way, we don't wake him up doing, you know, walking across the living room floor. Have you found that your uh, your youngest now is a, like a light sleeper? No, not at all. No, it's. I'm pretty sure that kid would sleep through a nuclear attack or apocalyptic, which might still come in this. It year. is 2020. No, no. Yeah, no, definitely no. is. Just terrible year. Terrible freaking year entirely. No, we still have time for the uh, imperial uprising of America. We still have time for a revolution. We still have time for zombie apocalypse. We still have time um, for George Lucas to remaster the last sequel movies and and do edits to them. Not, not to the point where he changes the story, but he just adds like CGI characters everywhere. <laughs> It's literally three movies of Jar Jar Binks playing every role in the movie. <laughs> it's Jar Jar Kylo and Jar Jar Ray and Jar Jar Finn and Jar Jar Poe and Jar Jar BB-8. <laughs> Misa, weep, weep. It's a real. All of it. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, man. Uh, we also still, as we learned, playing we're doomed. We have time for the rapture, apparently. Yeah, still. raptures. I mean, I mean, you know, we we uh, I think we survived two raptures. Uh, oh know. yeah, you didn't even realize that while you were like after you left, the second game had another person in the first round be a uh, get the rapture card pulled and win immediately. Oh, who who was that? Uh, Travis. Oh, and you let me let's clear something up right now while we have a quick second because we're talking about the party that was last week, last bad week, aim yeah. at the dad party, but but. I got called out for not not mentioning it. We didn't name drop Buckles officially being at the party, even though he was. We did talk about him like within all that segment, but we didn't say like and Buckles was there. So, y'all, I don't know if you know this, but Buckles was also at that party. So now, hey, Brando, there is other news to really quickly throw out because our third's not here. No, no, uh, just like last week, he's not and. Here. By my calculation, when people are watching this and or also listening to this on the podcasting services or watching on Facebook or YouTube where you can get our show, uh, subscribe below. Uh, Tyler will be a two-timer daddy. Two-time dad. A two-time dad or, you know, um, 
yeah, you know, preemptive. At, you know, we're we're recording this beforehand, so uh, you know, uh, our all of our thoughts and our positive energy goes to a uh, a nice swift and uh, you know positive experience for the delivery of the second baby. And uh, we're hoping to hear updates tomorrow, and uh, you know, send our congratulations uh, over over there to the uh, McLaughlin family. House McLaughlin gains another player. Yeah. Absolutely, I, so that's I, what it is in my ways. I wonder what their uh, what their family motto is. Did I on my end? Did you hear? Not hear me? <laughs> get 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 the crack and bring the slapping, maybe. <laughs> oh, i know it was it was delayed a little bit because the internet's being a little bit of a shit right now but i think that would be the family motto get the bring the crack in get the slapping or whatever okay so um back before the pandemic really got in gear we had a network meeting up in your neck of the woods and we talked about a lot of stuff that we wanted to do, which we were able to accomplish almost absolutely none of it, other than maybe a, a few uh, show ideas have actually come to fruition. And one of them, which we were right in the middle of recording, um, but uh, the pandemic caused a lot of issues with that. But we had a lot of we had a lot of fun up there. A lot of fun. It was uh, uh, just we recorded it. And there's a lot of information on there that like we're not going to ever like because that's just us talking about business, talking shop. But if we can ever do a compilation of crazy shit that was said, because I want to say one of the holiday bullshit episodes we, that we recorded that after we did that. So like, Map of Independence, episode 281. And uh, so if it was ever possible to get that and edit some of the crazy stuff that was said, um, because Tyler was on fire the entire evening and he was sketching on some online dog. It was quite an eventful evening and he told a lot of different stories and it was absolutely hilarious. In fact, some of it may not be funny without visual representation. I'm never going to wait until the audio catches up to Nate. How bad is it? It was right now, Brando. Are we it was pretty pretty, pretty awful? It was yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the uh, of course. Uh, yeah, I mean, see, the thing is, is that even though there's delay, um, you're not cutting out right now. You just don't know anything that I said, so that's cool. <laughs> oh well, I I can hear you actually and see you. It's really weird. Oh okay. It's just that I guess I'm frozen or something. I'm not really sure what exactly is happening, but yeah, yeah, you froze, but I can still hear you. Um, so oh, okay. we'll just keep rolling, man. Uh, so yeah, sure. no, uh, this week we got some cool news. Uh, some stuff kind of came out. I mean, I'm not sure. Not all of it's necessarily good news, but some of it is understandable news. Yeah, man. It's, uh, just to kind of kick things off and knock the door down. Obviously here we are in 2020 and it wouldn't be 2020 without another devastating blow because, for the first time since 2009, there will be no Marvel movies in theaters at any point. And this was, as the schedule had initially said, this was the year where they were ramping up to three movies a year on average, at least. So um, 
I'm not really surprised that they're moving Black Widow. I know they really want to give that release uh, a lot of love and attention, you know, and and the, you know, epicness it deserves. But, but in the shifting of everything, they kind of found a clever way to just like say, okay, well, we've delayed Shang-Chi. We've delayed Eternals. We've delayed Black Widow. We've delayed Falcon and Winter Soldier. But... We are going to give you WandaVision. And just like we had talked last week before the trailer and everything had dropped, they did, in fact, they did, in fact, give us a trailer, like a full two minute and change trailer. Did you see it? Yep. Oh, yeah. What are you what were your thoughts like right out the gate? I'm intrigued. Uh, and I was always intrigued in the in the idea like uh, of the story of her making that pocket universe type deal and being able to somehow uh, mentally resurrect vision. And it's going to be interesting because she's created this this pocket universe, and that vision is going to become kind of self aware of his own fate. And it's oh be, yeah, it, it's going to be a little trippy, and and I'm excited. I, and I I also like a little tongue in cheek uh, comedy route where they go with like the different styles of like TV, like that 1950s Bewitched, you know, and then like the 1970s uh, Brady Bunch esque style of presentation. I I think it's going to suit it well. Um, they even have the uh, uh, the mom from that seventy show. She's actually in the show, and uh, yeah, Kitty, yeah, Kitty. And uh, so uh, I thought that was kind of a cool little connection there. But I'm excited. I was really excited, uh, mainly because to go way back and i'm probably gonna fucking sneeze right now in the middle of all this because you know it's 2020 so everything's gonna go fucking wild anyways um when age of ultron you can go way back to when we were reviewing that and talking about that in the trailers and stuff the vision in those trailers when vision first debuted i was blown away stoked for this character the arc they gave vision was very brief and great but also shocking and gave great impact to the story mm-hmm. to now give that character new life. Let Paul Bettany reprise the role, say, Hey, here's the deal. You're going to eventually at some point realize that you're not real in this story. And that's going to drive kind of the narrative of the whole story and what we're, we're, we're aiming for. It's huge. There were so many things packed into this trailer in a two minute trailer we got so many easter eggs references subtle teases seeing characters for the first time we've heard are a part of this that we've not yet seen that are already in the mcu all in all i was blown away and there are just a couple little liner notes of things i want to talk about i love that we get to see and we've seen this before scarlet witch and her uh og witch scarlet witch looking attire we also got the same thing as vision it's like a Halloween huge costume, right? oh my god and it's like oh it's clever it makes sense it's funny they're going trick-or-treating or whatnot you know and i loved um the when they're all at the table in the 50s and like time kind of breaks because the guy keeps asking about the story and hitting the table demanding answers you know and I, um <clears throat> one thing that i want to talk about brando and i don't know if you saw this or know about this there almost certainly was a house of m easter egg do you know about this Mm-mm. okay so there's a scene and i do encourage you guys to go back and watch uh where a bottle of wine of wine is labeled maison du mepri 
which kept, and I'm probably glitching out like a fuck right now. Very badly. Very badly. Ain't the internet. So the bottle of wine. Did, did you floating. hear anything I said? No, the bottle of wine was floating and had what on it? Oh, man. We're not going to get the name of this bottle of wine. It's just not going to happen. Not at all. This is fucking all. It's it's bad. Ugh. It just got real bad. Yeah, I don't know if something is going on. I don't know what's going on. It's pissing me off. But we carry on because yeah. that's journey into so comics. That's what and we also, do. Uh, since I'm now in the front office area, you might actually hear like really loud music in cars driving by and or sirens occasionally. So you might get thumping music of, of, of our existence and really loud sirens of our existence to go along with your train of our existence. So let me talk about this wine again, see if we can actually hear it this time. Can you hear me for now? The wine is labeled Maison du Mepri, which translates to house of contempt. But if you left house there and then do Mepri, it would be House of M, which is very, very subtle way to tie it in. I'm going to sneeze. Bless you, sir. Going off the screen. Omelette du fromage. The episode that what is it the little toaster that could or whatever uh, the little episode that could or whatever uh, what what's that now? brave little toaster brave little toaster no. this is the... okay no that was dexter's laboratory where he was he was studying for his french test and he had the record <clears throat> well and he was going to study while he slept and the record skipped and it got stuck on omelette du fromage omelette du fromage Omelette du fromage. And then he woke up the next day, and the only thing that he could say was omelette du fromage. And he was like, oh, no, I'm I'm not going to, like, how's he going to pass his test? And he goes to school, and the first question is, like, for his French test is, so what, how do you say omelette with cheese? Omelette du fromage. (laughs) (laughs) And literally... The answer to everything is omelette du fromage. And it's like every, and, and Didi's laughing hysterically. That's hilarious. Because she's like, that's all you can say. And she's like prancing around, all you can say. All you can say. <laughs> and he's like, omelette du fromage. Omelette du. He, he, like, he, so he, he says it with different inflections. He's happy. Omelette du fromage. And then he's like angry. <laughs> omelette du fromage. And it gets, he even goes on a game show. Where every answer is omelette du fromage, and he wins a like, he's he wins a fortune. He goes on this big, um, uh, trip like a like a cruise, and he's like laying there like omelette du fromage, and it's like awesome. And the the whole episode <laughs> is how his life is absolutely insanely perfect because of omelette du fromage. And then finally he gets back home, the party's over, and he goes to go in his laboratory. Please say password omelette du fromage. I'm sorry, that is the incorrect password. Omelette du fromage. You're like, sorry, please repeat said password. Omelette du fromage. 
Incorrect password. Repeat incorrect passwords. The lab will self-destruct in 10 seconds unless you say the correct password. Omelette du fromage. Omelette du... And the whole house blows up. And then they're in ruins. And then he's just like... And then Didi pops her head up. That's all you can say. <laughs> That's all you can say. <laughs> it's a classic episode, and I just described it all in five minutes. I love it. That's it's, where we're I, at at this point in the show. We're, <clears throat> we we were talking about vision. We have tangented to to omelette du fromage because of some French thing you saw on a bottle of wine. This is where we're at at getting close to ten uh, p.m. on a Friday night. So I will say also with WandaVision, you know, we had talked last week about how it probably is December. Eh, wrong answer. It looks like it will be dropping in November. November. According to some data miners, they have uncovered code that points to it releasing. What was the day? November 27th. Interesting. Because I had heard that they may not start it until the week after uh, Mandalorian. Mandalorian ends on December 18th, so then the projected drop for uh, WandaVision will be Christmas, on Christmas Day, and that it would technically still debut this year, but then the next episode wouldn't air um, officially uh, maybe until the next year. Until 21. Or 21, or, or maybe it would be like, right there, like uh, maybe it's like New Year's Eve or something like that would be uh, the next one. But, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, okay. maybe November's correct, because uh, normally... Well, I guess normally is not normal. We haven't had all these shows ready to go. The, the only major show that they've really done in done has been Mandalorian with a couple others, and it's not like they've really released them all in tandem, so we don't really know what they're going to do once they really get rolling and have all these different shows. Are they all going to air at once? Are they going to air in a row? Are they going to, you know, once we get more seasons of Mandalorian, do they want to cross the stream, so to speak, and have Mandalorian and yeah, Mandalorian season three and uh, Loki's going at the same time. At some point, you're going to be able to have to put these out to get them out and done before the next movies launch. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, you don't have the luxury of sitting around and waiting to release these. At some point, the stream has to be opened yeah. to actually. You got to pick at some point, bro. <laughs> back to bad aim. Back to bad aim. Well, I. <laughs> Your feed kind of like uh, messed up when you said piss. So you're like, we got to piss at some point. <laughs> <laughs> piss. Of course it did. Yeah. Uh, did you hear the Moon Knight rumor, by the way? Not at all. Keanu. Keanu for Moon Knight. Yeah. Interesting that they're, that they're using him for Moon Knight. <clears throat> It says casting for Moon Knight is well underway, and one rumor suggests Marvel Studios is looking at the Hollywood fan favorite to play the show's titular character. Casting grid attained by the sleuths at Luminerity. Fight and Company are looking at Keanu as someone who could lead the franchise. Luminerity? Luminerity popped you? Yeah. I like it, too. It popped me. I was like, oh. Interesting. Yeah, no, that's interesting. I I guess I wouldn't have called that, really. Um, Not that not that I don't think that he couldn't play the role. It's just considering that it's going to debut as a television show streamed. I guess I just assumed that if they're going to try and, and cast Keanu in something, it would have been for something a little bit bigger. I mean, cause I mean, they can always cross him over and do Yeah, stuff. but you know that I, yeah. And I feel like at some point you're going to get these Disney plus characters because Feige is 
said they're absolutely interconnected with the MCU. Disney Plus series are going to tie back into the movies and what's going on, which means, you know, Keanu gets a six episode backstory on Moon Knight, why he's a badass character, you know, this mercenary turned fucking vigilante. And then wham slam him into a movie that's humongous and you're like oh my god the star of keanu along of a ruffalo alongside a ruffalo or you know hemsworth or whoever they're going to put him in there with it would be amazing it would definitely put asses in proverbial seats or sell digital tickets as we're learning is probably going to be the way of the future possibly maybe yeah um but then moon knight you know faces off with his arch nemesis you know you know the sunday <laughs> it's just ice cream. <laughs> He's lactose intolerant. He can't. Who is that on all that? Was that super dude? That that, that was his kryptonite. He was lactose intolerant. Yeah. <laughs> all his villains were there, like Yo Girl and the Milkman. Man, oh, hilarious. Uh, so. We're kind of just slamming through headlines and topics, just trying to get through the show because of the Connection awful issues. internet yeah, drama. It's pretty bad, <laughs> I gotta say. Uh, but Jonathan Majors kind of deflected. He was on Fallon Tonight Show. Mm-hmm. Jimmy's like, "Hey, so I heard a rumor you're gonna be playing." Hey, I heard a rumor. <laughs> that you're gonna be playing King of the Conqueror or whatever, and, and then like he like did he no sold it for a second. He's just like like listening to the question, and he was like, you know what? I heard that rumor too, and I was like, what, what, what? Like he played he downplayed it like a, a true pro of Marvel would downplay the role and and act like there's you know a big nothing burger when it is official. You know, a lot of times if comic book breaks the news ten times out of ten, it's it's real. Like yeah. they've they 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 are they wait absolutely till they know for sure it's gonna be factual before they they put it out and if they are ever wrong they immediately correct it you know I see people all the time I posted on we got this covered they posted how Dave Bautista is gonna get like a six movie Drax series and I'm just like no it's we got this covered and that's just clickbait to get your dumbass to click it and that gives them clicks and then that makes them money. And you wasted your time reading a fake fucking article, you chode monkey. <laughs> like, oh, chode monkey. My God. Wow. I feel, man, I think that the the cosmic book news, we got this covered, shit like that. A lot of it's clickbait sites, man. That's why I stick with comic book is kind of the one source I, I definitely trust. All right. So uh, beyond like, all, uh, we got it covered. Actually uh, broke, <laughs> not broke. I, I don't want to use that term. But they published something first, and then Comic Book covered it, and uh, that's the next thing that we're going to talk about, and that is the uh, the fan art for a poster featuring Spider-Man and the uh, Sinister Six. We got one more thing to cover before that, though. Oh well, uh, damn it! I'm trying to segue, and you're stopping it's, my segue. I I I didn't mean to. It was derail the segue. Well, you didn't know. To be fair, but say what saw, again, motherfucker? You didn't know what. Um, you, you didn't know where I actually saw the Sinister Six thing first, and it was on. We got it covered, 
or we got discovered. And then I saw it on a comic book and, and, and like, so it was a beautiful segue. I had to kind of chop the balls off of you chop the balls off of that segue completely. Yes. <laughs> Chopping the balls off a segue is of the episode title. See, okay, oh my okay so God. these are fun episode titles that we come up with, but you do realize it makes it so hard to come up with a thumbnail for chopping the balls off a segue. I already see it. You take a segue and you put those truck balls. <laughs> <laughs> You've got the segue with the truck nuts and they're just dragging on the ground. (laughs) Oh, shit. Okay, so the, the the chopping off of the balls of the Segway, it was the greatest accident. <laughs> oh. oh, man. <laughs> oh, it got me. Okay. Oh. So anyways, quickly we need, I thought you were about to tell me that that we got this covered broke the Samuel L. Jackson news today, and I was like, they did. Oh fuck! But no, they didn't. So apparently, we are getting a Nick Fury Disney Plus series. Brando. Yep. I'm okay with this. As soon as I heard this news, do you know what immediately happened? It hit me in the head. Like, oh, what's the purpose of this? And this is to very intelligently clear the like fill the gap in and actually in the best way possible set up secret invasion exactly how it needs to be done, because this is going to show us backstory of fury. It's also going to show things happening through the MCU and like moments that we didn't see off screen where you don't need the Avengers. The Avengers are in Sokovia right now kicking some ass, you know, like. You don't have to have them on screen. You know what I'm saying? Meanwhile, he's just at the water cooler. Just <laughs> Exactly, exactly. But, like, it will also be able to set up at some point them cleverly swapping Sam Jackson for a scroll, and when that happened and why it happened and how it happened. Like, we'll get more secrets revealed ultimately. And as soon as I saw the news, I was like, oh, they're fucking brilliant. Like, I, I don't know if that was initially their plan to do a Nick Fury series, but that's going to put... Eyes on screens, okay. I guess, is no. how you say it in 2020. Because you don't put asses in seats from it because it's a streaming series at home. I mean, you mean you put the ass in the recliner. It's, it's, it's what I'm going to I do. guess that's true. But 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 as much as I love that idea, no, that, that completely works. I can see a, 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 like a scene either during or before the first Avengers movie where he's at the water cooler, you know, hanging out. And there's Coulson. Also at the water cooler, and he has his phone. He goes, "Hmm, hey, you want to what? Check this out. Do you want to what they call a quarter pounder in France?" And Fury just looks at him. <laughs> He's like, "Apparently," and then and then you actually say it in French. 
A royale with she. A royale with she's. He's like, and then Fury's like, no, I didn't know that. <laughs> I only eat at Big Kahuna Burger, and he walks away. <laughs> Ooh, I'd be all about it. I love the sick uh, Pulp Fiction references. Uh, Jules Winfield, one of my favorites. I love Sam Jackson. I think this is great for him. An opportunity to continue to flex the muscle of, of Nick Fury. Mm-hmm. You know, he is an amazing character who has had a pretty cool and totally unique story arc within the MCU. You know, from his time stepping on screen initially, really setting the torch on fire, as it were, with his first appearance in Iron Man, and then everything that subsequently happened afterwards, him being snapped in the snapping, like amazing shock value moment that just like you aren't ready for it, even though it's a post credit scene and it maybe doesn't have as much weight as if it was in the main movie, but um, him having the opportunity to really like flesh this out and do it. I'm really looking forward to whatever they bring us. I mean, it, it's really a no brainer series to do. I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, it, it's yeah. easy. He's available. He's always, he's going to play Nick Fury for as many times as they call him. You mean he loves playing the role? He's not tired of it, and he gets to play these. God, and what if we got a pure like old man Fury? Like twenty years from now, he's still wanting to rock Fury, and he brings it out for like, we got these new young, 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 young Avengers coming on, and apparently, <laughs> you know, we're we're at this ceremony to chop the balls off of a Segway, <laughs> and. Uh, God damn it. I'm sorry. It's all right. That's man. all I got for that. All right, man. Well, but, uh, if yeah. I, uh, can I do the segue now? I'm going to just like alley oop it like fucking D Wade used to do to LeBron. Just what? Okay. So, uh, you mentioned we got this covered, and actually, the place that's the place where I actually saw this fan poster that was made by, uh, a, uh, an Instagram user named Jackson Caspers. And, um, the, there's, uh, you know, there's kind of been a rumor. Uh, now, now this is fan casting stuff. Uh, so, like, it definitely was uh, for we got this covered a clickbait deal because unless you've been kind of like reading rumors or like you know like and all that kind of stuff, this is not anywhere near what the next Spider-Man movie is going to be. But it is somewhere. Right. You know, uh, we do know that Sony has always wanted to build up to a Sinister Six movie which would be kind of like their version of the anti-avengers kind of deal where you have instead of all these heroes coming together all these villains to come together to to face their big hero spider-man and i mean that how does that not if you do it right not print money you know yeah especially and it it, it's like a well-done suicide squad uh essentially like that Mm -hmm. that concept as it were it's really you know my nerd is going off and I need to like look this up, but I'm not sure if the Suicide Squad came first or the Sinister Six came first. So while you continue. Okay. So uh so for this, I'm like th- this is a plausibility. Like the next movie that we get for Spider Man, whatever that's going to be, um, it's not gonna be this, but it could lead up to this kind of. They could start building because Tom Holland's gonna play him for probably a few a few more films, and they could use other Spider-Verse movies to help build these characters up. 
you know, like they've done with, like you're doing with Morbius and stuff like that. I'm not saying they're going to do that. Or maybe Venom 2, whenever that comes out, maybe we'll start getting some stuff that kind of blends in. But uh, a part of this uh, poster has Spider-Man in this newer kind of like spider armor type deal, right? Um, and then, you know, the rumored, uh, one of the rumors for the, for, the, for the third film that's kind of been debunked, but kind of revisits here is Jason Momoa as Craven the Hunter. Um, Scorpion, which is... Love uh, that casting, if it ever happened. No, it could it, be perfect. I mean, come on. Uh, uh, Scorpion, which I already have forgotten the name of, which you said the name of the actor. Michael Mando. Michael Mando. <clears throat> he, was, of course, he was in... Uh, uh, Breaking Bad, you said, right? Thank you. Yeah, Breaking Bad. Uh, Breaking Bad. But he was also, like, he he's carryover from the very first Homecoming film. Um, Aaron Paul as Electro. Uh, which would be interesting. John, John Cena as the Sandman. Um, which uh, you take John Cena and put him in a green shirt, and he's a big buff dude. He looks he looks like Sandman. Um, Absolute perfect casting. Yeah. And then you 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 uh, you told me who the guy who played Doctor Octopus was, and I can't remember already what his name was. Damn it, I have it. Hold on. It was uh, Javier Bardem, okay. who was in uh, No Country for Old Men. Okay. And then the last one, Matthew McConaughey as the Green all Goblin. All right, all right, all right. Now, I came up with a really badass pitch for Matthew McConaughey. Because not everybody can see Matthew McConaughey as Norman Osborn. I can perfectly see him as a version of Norman Osborn. Not as the one that we got from Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe did it great. You know, I, I, this is kind of like how we're comparing different Jokers. You know, like when, you, when you're talking about Hamill or Nicholson or Ledger or whoever, they're all different styles of Jokers and different, and, and they're all great for their own different reasons. But in a Marvel universe where you no longer have Tony Stark or Stark Industries, you know, you have the anti-Tony Stark in a way of, in, in, in Norman Osborn. In Oscorp, so, so so I pitched this at work the other day and, and, and I got some pops out of it because you could do it like this. Please. So, uh, Matthew McConaughey would play a more suave politician type style of Norman Osborn, a salesman. Because he's he came from nothing. He's a blue collar Norman Osborn, just like Norman. He builds himself up into the B and the you know with Oscorp. So he's in a boardroom, and of course you got Matthew McConaughey. He's like, "Hey, all right, all right, guys, welcome, uh, welcome to our presentation." Um, you know, and he you know, he he goes across the room. He's like, "Of course, you guys know you guys know each other here." Uh, my name is Norman Osborn, and what we're going to be talking about today is what Oscorp can bring as far as our new technologies and how we can make our world a safer place. Now, we all know what happened. We all know what can happen. You know, in a world where we have the Avengers, we have aliens coming down to our planet and snapping their fingers. And everything falls apart. Now, we all love the Avengers. Give a clap to Avengers. Yeah, all right. And, you know, we thank them for everything that they've ever done for us. But what if we would have been ready for such an event? 
We were not ready, and we need to be ready for the next time. We cannot let aliens coming down here snapping their fingers every real and nilly whenever they want to and messing our world all up, but he can't do that. But with the idea that we had for Captain America, we can do that for, for our armed forces, and we can have an army of Avengers ready to defend our country and our planet from aliens from other planets to come down here and snap their fingers. So this is what we're going to do with Oscorp. We have this great new idea for the Super Serum. And it works. And I'm going to show you how well it works. And, of course, we have a bunch of different technologies. It's, so Just think about that. That's the best way to pitch that. I'll, so far, I'm about it. I it, see him in a boardroom super chill about it and yeah. talking exactly how you're saying and he's businesslike. It almost sounds like he's gearing up to at some point maybe make a run for that mayor role, you know, that at some point he does take in the comics and also I think in the video game possibly. But like, mm -hmm. I'm loving this so far. What else is going on? Like, but tell I mean, me more. Course, tell me more. But of course it doesn't work, right? Like, he has the pitch and the the big the big wigs and like of the government. Of course, you could also have um, Secretary Ross in the room too. You know, he um, the the Sokovia Accords failed us. I just had a thought too. You could have Norman at like in some point pull Ross aside and Ross be like, "Do you think the the thing you are making for me is ready?" And it's essentially like a way to bottle up the gamma because he's gonna do Red Hulk. You know, because that's a thing. That'd yeah. be a clever way to to, to tie it in too. You know, if Ross hey, is there, hey, hey, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. You know, yeah, what it's coming along great. Yeah, I, I've, I'm overseeing the project personally. Don't see, I exactly. You know, and see, mm. like he's playing ball in a way that Tony Stark, that he's he's too unpredictable. Now Norman is as well, but only, only when because Norman doesn't really have uh, the, the the morals of Tony. Tony learned those, of course, in his journey that we see, he no longer wants to do stuff with Stark Industries and change the courses, the, the course of that entire of business and everything. He become, but he's also unpredictable. While he does support uh, Agent you know, Agent Ross, Secretary Ross's Sokovia Accords, at the end of that movie, he hangs up on him, right? And he's like, he's still unpredictable. He's still Tony Stark. Norman Osborn only gets that way when he needs to deliver this super serum to create an army of super soldiers and it doesn't work. And so he tests it on himself. And it's a retelling of it, but it's a different retelling and it works. See, and then what I would do is I would take him back to the boardroom meeting, you know, and you almost relive the same thing where he's doing the pitch again. Yeah. And somebody asks a question and he goes, no, that is not how, like, he just snaps at him, yeah. and you're just like, whoa. Like, you kind of see how he's cracking even before exactly. the serum. Yeah, no, he's cracking under pressure. No, it works. And McConaughey can bring that to it. He can be that suave, that, that smooth thing, and then he can just just get start getting angry. And then that's why I really like him in that role. And I hope this dude, when he made this poster, he, 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 he tagged all of them in it, by the way. Well, yeah. good. There's some really gold tag castings in this. I mean, <clears throat> Momoa home run is uh, Craven. We've said it. I love your pitch for McConaughey. I think that's absolutely brilliant. What's funny is that Aaron Paul for me is always Jesse. 
in any time, any, anything that I hear from him, and, you know, and all due respect to Aaron Paul, he's a great actor, but it's like, hey, yo, Mr. Osborne, yo. <laughs> Lightning, bitch. <laughs> you know, I mean, when are you going to get what you promised? Like, when am I going to get what you promised me out of this thing? You know, and it's like, like, and you don't have to worry about nothing, Mr. Lightning. Don't worry about nothing. You keep doing what you're doing. Okay. This little spider boy out here, he's going to get what's coming to him. God damn it. Cena is the perfect Sandman. I can't get over it. And Okay, so the Sandman pitch is Peter's fighting Sand- Sandman. You know, they're going at it. And he goes to hit him, and then they go around the corner, and he's gone because he's sanded out in, in, into the ground or or into oblivion. And, he's, and, and Tom Holland, you know, Peter, is like, where'd he go? I can't see him. I can't believe it. How did he just disappear like that? And it's just, yeah, come on. Come on. Writes itself. A little meta joke goes a long way. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but Brando, as interesting as the, the fan casting of Sinister Six and all that is, uh, real casting has happened. Mm-hmm. And in the real casting, John Cena is actually Peacemaker for uh, DC's Suicide Squad, which is now getting a spinoff series from James Gunn. So did you see what he said about it? Yeah, that this is not going to in any way affect uh, yeah. the schedule for Guardians of the Galaxy because this is being made literally in the time he had planned to take off between the two. He's just not taking a vacation like he said he was. He's like, COVID happened, man. I already had my vacation. We're all on fucking vacation. I'm ready to do some shit. <laughs> so, yeah, he said, he's like, look, we, you know, COVID happened. I got bored, so I wrote a TV show. <laughs> And there's going to be apparently some characters crossing over into the show as well. So that, and and so the show's going to HBO Max. Is it? Yeah, it'll be on HBO Max. And I don't. And honestly, I don't know if this is going to be a situation where it's a prequel leading into the movie. It's a sequel after yeah. the movie takes place. If it's interspersed with moments between, you know, who knows? And and here's the thing. This is the most interesting thing to me. This says right here in one minute how much faith James Gunn has in John Cena as not only a character in his movie, but as an actor. Cause he said, this peacemaker character is funny as shit. It's great. It's an, he's an asshole. He's awful. And it's, it's in the most hilarious way. Let's make a TV series about it. That says to me that John Cena, <clears throat> much like Dave Batista. And here we are. Look, what is up with this? James Gunn is the king of like casting wrestlers and turning them into absolute gold. And we haven't even seen what Peacemaker is going to be like yet. But just knowing that they're decided to do this says uh, to me enough about what uh, is to come. You know, the fact that he wrote a series around this character tells you that John Cena knocks us out of the park. Absolutely. Because why would you? I'm sure that I feel like if Disney Plus would have existed when Guardians 1 and 2 was coming out, we would have had a Drax series. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, and the thing is, is that see, Drax is great in the first one, but I, he, they really go overboard with his humor in the, in like in the second movie, and just and then oh and like yeah, his stuff in 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 the in, <coughs> in like in Infinity War is just, I mean, in, in, Infinity War is technically Guardians two point five in a way, uh, as well as Avengers three. It's strange how it does that. Yeah, so. No, I'm super excited for you know for Suicide Squad to come out because I didn't hate the first one. Um, I felt like what it did right was cool. What it 
what it didn't. It, it, the, the movie was kind of boring uh, in in spots, uh, which is not what I want out of Suicide Squad. To be honest with you, Will Smith was good. I mean, Will Smith was they you know turning him into a, kind of a sympathetic villain is it's fine. Um, Batman is full of sympathetic villains. Um, out like Joker's not not really sympathetic. Uh, you know. Looking at you, Mister Freeze. Mister Freeze is the best sympathetic villain out of all of them. I mean, you can really associate with why he's doing what he's doing. Um, but uh, yeah, also and uh, Ivy hashtag save the planet. Yeah, well, uh, sure. I mean, I get that. Um, I'm not sure where you're going next, but did you see that uh, Affleck is open to doing? a solo Batfleck movie as long as he gets creative control. I saw that somewhere. I'm not sure where I saw it. I, I didn't see that. I was going to quickly, before we talk about that, because that is noteworthy, uh, I was just going to read the full press release for the Peacemaker news. Because it. Uh, it says, oh, fuck, it's Peacemaker. HBO Max is set to explore the origins of the Peacemaker character, the master weapons from the highly anticipated upcoming The Suicide Squad film. In a new Max original action-adventure comedy series, Peacemaker, HBO Max has given a straight two-series order of eight episodes. Cena will reprise the role from the Suicide Squad movie to star in the series, and the film's acclaimed writer-director James Gunn will write all eight episodes of Peacemaker and will direct multiple episodes, including the first. Uh, <clears throat> Gunn and Suicide producer... Peter Safran will serve as executive producers of the series with Cena as a co-executive producer based on characters from DC. Peacemaker will be produced by Guns Troll Court Entertainment and the Safran Company in association with Warner Brothers Television. Peacemaker is scheduled to begin production early 2021 prior to Gun working on the next Guardians of the Galaxy film. There you go. And that's that. Now, Back to Batman, back to Batfleck. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like this is this is where things are going to get a little bit funky monkey because of what uh, HBO Magin is doing. And, and hey, like they're going to make change and make things that people want to see. And if they're going to have to push buttons to drive Warner Brothers to make the right decisions this is a good thing. Mm -hmm. And if, if this rumor that you just said about Ben Affleck stands to be true, holds any water. Uh, my first thing is it's writing a very large wrong, not to say that Pattinson is bad Batman, not to say that what Matt Reeves is doing is bad, but if we wind the clock back quite a ways, this was Affleck's movie. Yeah. It was going to be Affleck's writing, directing, going to be Affleck being Batman. Like there was a whole different thing. That's totally not what we're getting. And maybe for the best you look at what Pattinson's far and everything we're getting from that. Mm -hmm. And I'm, a, I'm excited to see it. So if this is an opportunity for them to say, Hey, Affleck, man, like we know that they fucked you over. We're not going to, we'll give you the creative control. We'll let you write your story. We'll let you tell it the way you it stands to be again, a very interesting leap of faith that they could take to change the entire history of DC EU as a sure. whole. Well, I mean, just like writing, like in in the Snyder Cut itself, the fact that that it exists is writing a wrong. But also, you know, Warner Brothers isn't entirely—I uh, I don't want to say at fault, but responsible for Affleck not doing the role, not doing those movies. His life and what was going on in in his world is kind of responsible as well, because he was set to write and direct 
uh, one of the biggest movies of his entire career when his personal life was falling apart. And I don't think necessarily that he, like they were already <laughs> having issues between Warner Brothers, so that's part of it. You know, him having issues with the brand or with the company and not agreeing on story. And he wanted, if he couldn't have creative control of it, he didn't want to direct it. But also he was going to have to direct the movie of that size and scope while wearing the damn suit all the, all the damn time. He wasn't looking forward to that. And also his personal life, it was going pretty bad for him. And he was, uh, you know, we all know the very public story of him, you know, going through what he went through. And we're, we're very glad that he's on the other side of that because he's a very talented dude. So it, I hope that what well, what we get to see here is him get to write and star and he gets to work close with the director that he trusts to be able to make to that, that, that way he wouldn't have to do everything and he wouldn't be super stressed out on that front. And like, if he gets to tell a story and act in it the way that he sees it and gets to work closely with somebody that he trusts uh, in that role, I think that's a perfect world if this does come to fruition. And also there's no reason like now that Warner brothers is kind of getting uh, what they seem to be very happy with in, in regards to the, to the Batman movie with Matt Reeves and, and Pattinson that they shouldn't hopefully have any uh, bone to pick with this coming to fruition after the Snyder cut gets released or, or anything like that. Maybe we'll finally get that Batman versus Deathstroke movie. Also, uh, I saw uh, to add into this that I that Jesse Eisenberg is out as Lex Luthor. He's kind of done with the role and moving forward. Uh, and so that if they continue on, and, and and that's the thing coming out of this that we don't know the future past Snyder Cut. We don't. Uh, we know that um, a, a Gal Gadot, um, um, Jason Momoa, Ray Fisher, and Ben Affleck, and previously reported Henry Cavill was they were supposed to come back and do a week of reshoots for stuff or, or, or additional <clears throat> photography. Uh, Henry Cavill is busy filming with Witcher season two. So that's not going to happen. He's out of the country, presumably. Um, but the others are probably still on tap, but that was a, a report. So a lot of, a lot, a lot of stuff going on in that world. We could see a resurgence of that version. And, and, and then the flashpoint movie could change that entirely to where they could use that. If, if Jesse Eisenberg's like, I don't want to come back guys. It's been too long. I've kind of moved on. Um, which, uh, it, it doesn't really, uh, upset me at all because you could use flashpoint to stir the pie <laughs> and then have a different version of Lex emerge out of that, that it just like, you know, cause there was rumors, rumors, uh, that Affleck would die in the flashpoint movie. To kind of you know, he would sacrifice for Barry, and it would right the wrongs. And and, and of course, Keaton apparently has signed on for more stuff, so he would he would, he would carry on as an old Batman, and, and and it would give Ben Affleck's Batman a kind of a hero send off. You know, hey, you know, thank you so much for doing this with us, and we're gonna see you down the road. But with if he's open to doing this, then that kind of suggests that maybe he doesn't do that, or maybe it would be a movie set before. I don't know because you can get timey wimey with stuff and be like, yeah, before I went on that flashpoint thing and died, I did this thing with Deathstroke, and you could still do it. That's very true. You would still do uh, it. My, <clears throat> my butt would be in the definitely in the recliner watching HBO Max, watching him beat up Deathstroke. So, yeah, uh, I think as far as the Jesse Eisenberg stuff, not to sound mean, but no real loss. It's kind of a good thing, and be. Because we're doing Flashpoint, because we're going to be opening up the multiverse and being real about it, you can literally pluck any other person 
out of the entirety of the fucking world to play the role of Lex Luthor and, and be, because of Flashpoint, that's how he returns. Yeah. Well, I was Earth-36's Lex Luthor, and yeah. I showed up here and fuck you know, ruin everybody. Right. I you didn't know? hate Eisenberg's version of the character. I was intrigued, um, and, and, and I wanted to see more going forward, but you know, if we're not going to get Joker it, all over again, kind of not enough got, of him, but we got to see more of Lex than we did of the Joker character. And so uh, again, if that's true, if, and, and maybe Leto doesn't want to come back to that after being kind of burned. And then of course, now there's the rumors that, uh, not there, uh, that the air cut of suicide squad exists and was, is nearly completion further along than what uh, Zack Snyder's cut <laughs> of Justice League is, and it's only missing some... some My eyes can't get any bigger. And so um, there's been some talk about that on Twitter, saying that now that that's happened, now this, now that this is happening with Snyder Cut, that the eyes are now going to, to, to the cut of Suicide Squad to get that done and finished up, and that way we can have that, and then, of course, the second movie. And things are... If the, the fans are coming to rescue... Uh, the DC universe from itself or from Warner brothers or, or whoever, or from uh, apparently Jeff Johns, unfortunately. Um, I'm glad you brought that up because there's more shit going on with Ray Fisher, man. Yeah. Uh, so uh, apparently there is, okay. So it says this is from comicbook.com. Ray Fisher is accusing Warner brothers pictures of spreading misinformation amid the ongoing justice league dispute. Mm-hmm. The cyborg actor took to Twitter to let his fans know what was on his mind. Busy day in the DC Comics world relating to the Justice League actor. Earlier today, the report, a Hollywood reporter has reported that Fisher's cameo in The Flash was supposedly in jeopardy because of everything currently going on. The cyborg star claimed that Warner Bros. is holding them above his head in order for him to calm down about his claims of misconduct on the Justice League set as it relates to both Joss Whedon and Jeff Johns. This whole ordeal is spilled out on the internet where fans on both sides are battling it out about who is right and who is wrong this is a direct quote from ray fisher's twitter this is what he tweeted at uh 9 25 p.m on the 23rd of september he says it would appear that warner brothers pictures he with gigantic fucking balls tagged them it would appear that warner brothers pictures has gone from giving libelous official statements to one media outlet to becoming a quote-unquote source of purposeful misinformation to another the people are on to you. The investigation is coming. Casting aspersions on me will not change that. Accountability over entertainment. Ray Fisher. Whoa. <laughs> I feel like this is a very crazy situation where Warner Brothers itself really doesn't want this information to come out. It looks really bad for them if they have people who are in power that a lot of fans held high regards to. Mm-hmm. And now it's to the point where, and I, we've had, heard shit on all the different things he's allegedly done in Buffy and Avengers and all these things. But now it's being met with a face that's saying, hey, you fucked me and I'm not okay with how you did it. So I'm coming for your jobs. I'm coming for your ass. Uh, you know, and it's... um it's unfortunate that he has to be this way. It's unfortunate that they would say, Oh, we're not going to put you in the flash movie as a cameo. Like it's a fucking cameo. If he doesn't get in the movie, we're already getting Keaton's fucking Batman and Ben Affleck. Like what? Okay. What more do you need? Like, 
okay, you're really just hurting yourselves because you're making it a big deal. And it's obvious, you know, um, I, uh, similar story to this, to the Spider-Man one with the fan poster. Somebody did a fan poster of, uh, of, a, of Ezra Miller, Flash, Michael Keaton, Batman, and Brandon Ruth, Superman. Um, now that's not. I, I I don't know if he's tied to it. They were just like, hey, you know, it would be cool to see him back on the big screen since he got to come and you know be on the CW verse and, and and do that stuff there to give another shot there uh, to give another nod to him as Superman. And since is that, was, that on comic book? I didn't see picture? that on comic book. That was on we. That was on we got this covered because I get those uh, as sponsored ads on Facebook all the time with clickbait stuff. But again, you know, like I take a lot of that stuff with a grain of salt. Even stuff on comicbook.com itself, because you know, um, while they are uh, a pretty well rep- reputable news source, and a lot of their stuff is pretty legit, some of the stuff is still like you have. You, it, if it's not confirmed, you you have to take it with kind of a grain of salt, and then wait till it gets does get uh, confirmed. But um, I don't know what else. I found it. Yay! Oh, it, it looks pretty cool, doesn't it? Uh, it's loading, yeah, so I can't tell loading. you yet. Of course it is. Ooh, wow, that's cool. So they have the Kingdom Come, mm-hmm. Brandon Routh, Superman from DC's yeah. uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths. Man, that's some really good Photoshop work. It is, isn't it? To get Keaton next to Ezra. I mean, I will say that Routh looks a little out of place, but Keaton and Ezra look tandemly perfect next to each other. I hope, I really hope that they have a totally better suit for him in the next movie. I know they've teased it, but like... That weird fucking injustice suit they gave him is not. Nope. Okay, so um, uh, me personally, I want to see uh, Keaton in his old suit, even though it looks absolutely like doesn't look up to par with what's going on today. That's the nerd in me that wants to see the old eighty. It'd be funny though because he'd be like. Wow, I am totally out of place with this le- with this rubber. <laughs> I can't move my neck. I think it'd be funny if if I feel like like pulled a joke. It's like it, it really helps when you can move your head <laughs> a little bit more. And then, it's like, watch this other Bruce. I'm gonna tell you no. <laughs> Keaton's like, uh. Um, I have uh, I have one more completely unrelated story. Um, that, sure. That, that that we're gonna squeeze in here. Uh, did you have anything else that's big before we move on? I mean, yeah, Supergirl is being canceled ending. after six yeah. seasons or ending. I guess not canceled. It's ending. Which uh, the show's them, great, but they're they're probably canceling that or ending that to kind of make room for Superman and Lois, right? Well, that's one thing. And then the other thing is that um, Melissa Benoist and uh, Chris Wood just had their first kid and they're both on. I mean, she's obviously the star of Supergirl. He played a huge role in several seasons of Supergirl and I think still does. Uh, so, yeah, it. I mean, it, it sucks. It makes sense. The thing that really hurts more than anything is the fact that it's going to affect like the flash because Barry and Kara's relationship on the CW 
honestly is like one of my favorite things and everything they've done with those two characters and all the crossovers the first season of supergirl they had the the fastest man alive episode where flash was on cbs television and that was amazing you never thought it would happen and then you had the second season of the or the third season or second season of the flash supergirl appears in a fucking episode that's a whole musical like those two's bond has been amazing so that's going to be hard to lose but it does open up the universe now for new and it kind of becomes Barry's universe where Barry Allen becomes the centerpiece because Arrow, uh, Oliver Queen is gone. Now you've got Kara Zorel also, uh, you know, Supergirl gone. So it's it's Barry's world and all these new guys can come in and kind of fill up the the void. I just hope some of the like amazing character actors who are in Supergirl can find a clever way to maintain being a part of some of the shows or one of the show so that their roles aren't completely written off. Cause there's some amazing actors that are on that show that uh, deserve to continue to shine. Even if the series itself is ending. Cool. That's so, it. That's it. Okay. So this story goes back two years ago. Sure. 2018. An actor, a voice actor, by the name of Robin Atkin Downs. Do you know who he is? Okay. Do you know who he is at all? He's. I've heard the name, but I can't place which voices he's done. Probably several. Um, in this case, he played Kazuhura Miller in Peace Walker, Metal Gear Solid, and Metal Gear Solid 5. Okay. Okay. He put out on Twitter, October 16, 2018, and tagged David Hayter said, I have a serious mission for you, Snake. Please message me, Kaz. Okay. Shortly after that, actually the day before that, Chris Zimmerman, who was the voice director, producer for the Metal Gear Solid series, tweeted, new exciting stuff on the horizon. Stay tuned. Of course, she was also formerly married to Patrick Zimmerman, who played Revolver Ocelot in that series. Yeah. After that, Robin Atkin Downs and Chris Zimmerman were having lunch together. And they name-dropped Paul Lighting, who played Colonel Campbell. And with Robin Atkin Downs making a lot of like jokes about like, you know, innuendos about Metal Gear. Blah, 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 you know. And then someone said, after that little, uh, you know, tweet of Robin Atkin Downs, um, um, the, uh, he tweeted out a story that says, uh, he tagged David Hader, great story, Snakes, what happens to us now? Talking about, uh, it was a um, an article with uh, David Hader about how I became sna- a solid snake. And um, somebody uh, then tweeted at Robin Atkin Downs, like, um, what are you all plotting over there? <laughs> you know, with, with all this news. Yes. And then Robin Atkin Downs says, missions take time to plan. Hashtag stay tuned. And then on the 18th of October, David Hader replies to Robin Atkin Downs. Kaz, message received, emoji snake, with the gif of Al Pacino from Godfather Part 3. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. 
I think I know where you're going with this because I heard the news, but continue. And then after that, radio silence. Full-blown radio silence. For two years. Until. Just the other day. The other day. The rumors are there is a full, complete remake of the original Metal Gear Solid on the from the PS1 supposedly coming to be announced to be a console exclusive for the PS5 and also PC. And the fact oh, yeah. that, that this was two years ago, them kind of talking tongue-in-cheek about it and then didn't say anything else about it after that, that could coincide with them getting the cast together, getting people together, and uh, getting people on board to play the voices for this remake of doing the original game again, revisiting it like almost 20-something years later. Actually, more than 20 years later. And being able to re-envision it, really. Yes, yes, because, you know, Twin Snakes was a remake on the GameCube, which was really Metal Gear Solid in the Metal Gear Solid 2 engine. Engine. Yeah. Yep. Uh, And and, uh, David Hayter took a pay cut to bring back the entire cast of the original game. Um, The only one who wasn't there was the guy who played the DARPA chief in Gray Fox because he had passed away. And so they actually got um, another actor uh, to play. Uh, uh, they actually split the roles into two different actors. Uh, somebody played different you know, DARPA chief. I think it was the same. I can't remember the guy's name. Off the top of my head, I do apologize. But he played um, um, Stillman, Peter Stillman in Metal Gear Solid 2. He played the DARPA chief. Uh, and then somebody else played nice. Fox. But this would be a 100% remake. And it's funny how it just kind of came around. And then people online are like, that thing happened a couple years ago. They were getting together to do this. They're doing it. I tell you what, it's happening. And, and of course, there's radio silence about this. Nothing's happening yet. But it, it, it kind of coincides with timeline and stuff. So if it happens, I I boycotted Konami after everything with MGS5 and how everything went with that. I didn't buy Metal Gear Survive. Nope. I haven't done anything with Konami. But if they announce this... Just when you thought you were out. They pulled me back in. <laughs> they pulled you back in. Yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting to note, too, that I feel like we're in this really interesting phase where it's like 20 years later, certain games are getting these like complete visual retellings and, and, and being able to, you know, who knows what the plan will be for how we get the Psycho Mantis scene in yeah. Metal Gear how that'll pull from saves and whatever because it's a totally different world that you can do now. Yep. So that's like cool. It'd be really funny if instead of it being from your save file, it was from your YouTube searches. Ah, oh, been man. Watching a, <laughs> been watching a lot of fail videos, I see. Or like you told me that uh, um, Ollie is like watching like uh, gnarly fart videos. Ah, into the big farts, I see. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's great. But like the kind of what i'm getting at is like we're at this point where 20 years later we're getting really quality upgraded remakes Mm -hmm. does that mean 20 years from this point 40 years later we'll get like virtual reality representations of this game here you are cloud swing the fucking busters like okay you 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 are are snake i thought like you're just up in the sky (laughs) cloud (laughs) you are cloud <laughs> oh yeah, I'm gonna make it rain on you. Ew. Yeah, that kind of. R. Kelly and Trump like that joke. Oh uh, yeah, I bet they do. 
<laughs> Man, we just cut the balls off that segue too, didn't we? Oh, yeah, we did. But actually, I don't think there are any more segues. I think we're pretty much tapped out here. The segue's all out of juice. You got to recharge it. <laughs> got to recharge it. Yeah, Brando. I don't. Do you have anything else you want to throw out before we get nothing, out of here, man. man? I got nothing. I got nothing except food on the way. Well, folks, as always, if you haven't yet done it, go to our Facebook page, also our YouTube. Check out the video version of the show. Brandon puts a lot of work and effort into making it look as fantabulastic and as beautiful as it does. So make sure to subscribe on YouTube, follow us on Facebook, like it, share the video every time it goes live. Make sure to do a watch party if you really love us to pop those numbers up higher. Give us a five-star review. Make sure to get us on all the different podcasting services. That's Apple Music, Google Podcast, Amazon Music. You heard it right here, folks. We are officially on Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, CastBox, and many others. Pandora, I think, as well, coming soon. I think that is going to be doing it for this week. Brando, I don't have anything else that I could possibly say today. Other than fuck my internet. Yeah, I mean, you know what? It, it was a little bit better of like the latter half, but like no, that first half, um, the, you know, back in the day before we did video, we used to wing it, and for those older episodes that we used to just like have really bad connection issues, we would just pretend like we heard what the other person said, and we and we didn't acknowledge it. Now we have to acknowledge it. We can't just pretend like we just nothing ever happened. I'm just standing there like. <laughs> for like four minutes people are like what happened to nate his face is dumb it's stuck I'm not sure he did uh, nate just blue screened guys it's okay he's he he's hard resetting i am cloud <laughs> i am cloud but anyways i just i was gonna say that that's what i was gonna say at the end of that i i wonder if would we ever get like a mgs game that's in virtual reality because oh, that man. would be the ultimate and then you gotta crawl on your belly like yeah <laughs> it would be i'd be about it anyways i think that's gonna do it brando you got anything else you got nothing man all right guys well for journey into comics 315 chopping the balls off of a segue i've been nate i've been brando <laughs> as always pop your caps back and fill your brains with shit later guys later on guys